much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And today I'm super excited about my new friend, Jasmine Tate. She is an artisan. She's creative. She sings. She plays the guitar. I don't know if you play any other instruments. A little djembe. Oh, okay. A little djembe. Okay. Yeah. A little clapping. A little clapping. Yeah. You yeah, got a lot yeah, up your sleeve. <laughs> okay. So she is incredible and it's, you know, those like Kevin Bacon, seven degrees or whatever that is, the expression. Um, I've heard of her through several means. I've even seen her perform live. She's incredible. And there's something in her story about how she learned guitar, which I think is going to be fun. So thank you for joining us for this episode. And thank you, Jasmine, for being our guest today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk. Okay, so what got you into being a performer and singer and musician? How did that journey start for you? Yeah, um, well, when I was in high school, middle school, my dream was to uh, work with celebrities. So I've always felt called to that people group. Mm -hmm. um, and so my plan to getting to that people group was to work in corporate America. So I thought, okay, I can work for like MTV or BET, VH1, radio network, something like that. Um, and just kind of help uh, influence that space, uh, but also get to be next to the people in that world. And my heart for that, for that people group is more of like, they're humans. Yeah. And so much of what happens in the industry is that their humanity gets taken from them uh, because of their influence, because of their gift. Yeah. And so uh, I just, I, I want to see them experience love and authentic yeah. relationship and that there's people that really care about them beyond what they can do for them or beyond what they can do for me. Yeah. Um, and so that was the heart behind it. And so I started pursuing that. I went to college and studied corporate communication and I went to school in Pittsburgh and I uh, was really excited about doing that. And uh, right before I started school, uh, it was an interesting series of events. I started, uh, I would, friends of mine started having dreams that I was on a stage playing a guitar and singing. Wow. Uh, and then other people I, I would like go to, I was looking for a church in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh when I moved there. And so I would go to different churches trying to figure out what church do I want to go to while I'm in college. And uh, a couple scenarios where pastors from the stage would call me out and say, hey, I see you on the stage playing the guitar. Like I have a vision of you on a stage playing the guitar and singing. And when you sing, chains fall off people. People get set free of mm. uh, suicidal thoughts and depression Whoa. and things like that. And uh, it was really odd though, because I didn't play the guitar. What? I didn't sing and I didn't want to be on a stage. What? <laughs> yeah. You're going the corporate track and you're getting mm -hmm. all these words, like yeah, it was totally really left field. Totally left field. And so the more it happened, the more I was kind of like, maybe they're like one, one or two people, I'm like, maybe they're just, they're missing it a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, like that's not, nice. Yeah, that's cute. But <laughs> then like after the fourth or fifth time, you're like, okay, I should probably listen. Like there's something, there's something to this. And uh, one time I was at this, there's a, a church in Pittsburgh that on the bottom floor, they house homeless veterans. Mm. And on the top floor, they do like on every Friday night, just prayer and worship. Mm. And so I went to that and was just, minding my own business in the back. And this lady came up to me, grabbed me by the arm, put me on the stage and put a mic in my hand. 
and she said you're supposed to be singing whoa and I was like yeah I did that all of that was right. <laughs> yeah and so I was like this is insane like and they're crazy I don't they don't know me from a can of paint you know like they're putting me on their stage I can oh, be crazy yeah. You know? like, yeah and so I stood up there with the mic all the way down here and and I didn't I didn't sing and they were literally this lady's playing the keys and she's like sing you know and I'm like you guys are <laughs> insane like I'm not a singer you don't want me to sing you know and uh so I didn't sing that night a couple weeks later I ended up back at that same venue again and I was there for like a conference and I had a scholarship to play basketball at a school in Pittsburgh and I found out that I had a hole in my heart in that process mm. like a physical hole in my heart oh you're saying a literal yeah, she's like, yeah. <laughs> like that's so poetic <laughs> <laughs> no, a literal physical hole in my heart and it was potentially going to affect my scholarship oh gosh. And it was affecting like me running a lot and just different okay. things and what was the scholarship did I miss that basketball okay so I played basketball in college okay. uh d1 and, Dang. Uh, but I had a hole in my heart and it was Whoa. going to affect that scholarship okay. you yeah. know and so I needed healing and I grew up in a church my whole life where I saw people get healed I saw blind eyes open wow. I saw deaf ears open people get out of wheelchairs and so, so you think that stuff's real I believe it's real wow. in my whole heart That's I saw awesome. it with my own eyes growing up you know wow. and so because of that I believed and still believed, but I believe at that time, God can heal my heart. Wow. He can heal the hole in my heart. Wow. And so I asked the people at that event to pray for me. I said, yeah. will you just pray? Can we just ask God mm -hmm. to heal my heart, you mm -hmm. know? And so they prayed for me, for God to heal my heart. And at the end of that prayer, this lady stepped out and she said, I know we're praying for your heart. She says, but God's, God's saying that there's a sound that he's put inside of you for your generation. And if you scream right now, he'll set you free of the fear of man that's <gasps> keeping you from doing what you're called to do. Okay, pause. Uh -huh. What is the fear of man? You got to Yeah, absolutely. And so what that means is like, I was just afraid of what people would think about yeah. me. I was afraid of messing up. I was afraid of everybody else's thoughts more than I cared about what God wanted for my life, yeah. Yeah. which is really what matters the most is what mm -hmm. he wants because he knows how he made us. He knows how he created us. Yeah. He knows the gifts that he's put inside of us. And so I was putting the opinions of people wow. in front of the opinions of God and wow. the, his, his heart for me. How many can relate? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. Especially in the performing arts Absolutely. space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I was in that space. I didn't, I didn't do the thing that that lady said to do. Uh, instead, I left that night and went to one of my mentors' house and I'm just crying at her house. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This keeps happening to me. And God has my heart. He has my yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't understand what he's asking i don't understand this thing about music and i don't sing i don't play an instrument yeah. and i don't want to be in front of people and i don't want to be on a stage yeah. you know and um she said jasmine god's inviting you into part of your destiny mm. he knows you he created you he's inviting you into the wow. thing that he created you for wow. so you can either say yes to him even even though you don't understand it you can say yes and he will show you what it looks like yeah. or you can say no and he'll have somebody else do it because he's a gentleman and wow. you can say no and someone else will, will do that. Thing. I think somebody needs to hear this. I think that there's people out there who have really been wrestling with something and there's a lot of fear of surrender and release. And so what would you say if somebody is struggling with that indecision, that moment of like, what do I do? Absolutely. I mean, I think just the, the, the idea that God knows us 
best <laughs> that mm. he created us. He didn't make a mistake. He knows what's inside of us. He put it there. Yeah. Uh, I heard someone say once that he, he takes his dreams and he wraps our flesh around them. Mm. And so we're just a God dream wrapped in flesh, you know? And so he, mm -hmm. he put it in there. And so just that the yes to him saying, even though I don't understand uh, I know that I can trust you with my future. I know that I can trust you with whatever you're inviting me into that. Like yeah. you have good plans for me. Uh, so I would just say, say yes at all costs. You will mm -hmm. never regret a yes to God, even if you don't understand it and you don't need to understand something mm -hmm. yeah. to give him your yes. Yeah. I think sometimes we think I have to understand it yeah. and know the full picture of everything this looks like yeah. in order to just give him my yes. You don't have to understand it yeah. to give him your yeah. yes and just take a step yeah. on the water like Peter, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And I think maybe even some of you may not know if God is good. Like if I say yes to you, are you going to take everything away? Are yeah. you going to be like mean and controlling? So I think there could be a lot of fear on that side as well. Like if I give you this yes to this guy I can't see, which I've heard a right. lot of bad things about like, is he good? What is he going to do with that? Yes. So what was your story after that? Yeah. Well, I said yes <laughs> that night and I uh, wrote it in my journal. It was kind of like D-Day, like I I'm going to just trust him, you know? And um, a few weeks later, I was in my dorm room and my mom, when she moved me into college, she left the guitar with me. Whoa. So it was her dream growing up to be a guitar player yeah. and to travel and to do all this stuff. And she, she had like bought this guitar, uh, some infomercial Esteban <laughs> or something. But she, she left this guitar with me and was like, maybe you'll learn to play one day. And I literally laughed at her mm. and I laughed and I was like, mom, I'm an athlete. Like I play basketball. I got a scholarship, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm not thinking about a guitar, you yeah. know? And I literally said to her, it will grow dust is what I said. Mm. And she laughed or whatever we laughed. And then she left it there. And one day I walked into my dorm room and I, I felt like I heard the Lord say to me, like I had this impression that God wanted me to play the guitar and worship him with the guitar, wow. but I didn't know how to play. Sure. And so I'm literally having this internal dialogue where I'm saying, I feel like he's saying, play the guitar. And I'm like, I don't play the guitar. Like this is yeah, kind of weird, you know? Yeah. And so I pick up the guitar and I'm like, well, I, I honestly have no idea what to do with this. So I I opened up YouTube and looked up how to tune a guitar. YouTube University. Come on, shout out to Anybody YouTube. else? Right, right. <laughs> so I looked up how to tune a guitar, tuned it. And then I looked up easy beginner's chords and I found E minor, which is like the easiest chord on the planet to play. And I closed the laptop and I, I played E minor in just worship for probably an hour or so to just E minor. Mm. And as I'm worshiping, I don't know any other way to explain it than like, my fingers started going to chords after that, but I didn't know, I don't know music theory still to this day. So I didn't know what chords I was playing, but yeah. I knew it sounded like, this is a chord, like yeah. this sounds good. And this sounds good. Mm -hmm. And it's probably about four or five chords that just kind of happened. And I was just worshiping with those chords. And now I didn't, I wasn't like, don't get it twisted. Like it wasn't like Santana or like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it was a seed of something that God put in my hand and he gave me something to start with. Wow. And so I started worshiping with those chords. And then after that, I mean, my roommate walked in that day and was like, you play the guitar? And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Apparently, like I'm playing, but I don't understand how this is happening. And she was confused. I'm confused, but yeah. it's happening, you know? Yeah. And so from there, 
uh, doors started opening to lead worship places. I start going back to that, that house of prayer, that, that place in Pittsburgh, that little church. I would go there every Friday night and take two hours there where I would just minister to God. I would just sing him songs, love songs. Whoa. And as I would sing, there'd probably be 10 to 15 people in the room. And I don't know, maybe 10 of them homeless people that are falling asleep, yeah. you know, and five of them <laughs> are just awake. Warm yeah, place. You know? yeah. And so it was, it was a, a life-changing experience because I learned what it meant to sing to an audience of one in that mm. space every Friday night, mm. uh, or I wasn't singing for people. Yeah. Uh, I was singing songs to God from my heart. Yeah. And no, most of the people weren't even listening in the room, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, there's a phrase that I say a lot, which is, uh, pursuit for his presence over performance. And in that space, wow. I really got a chance to learn what that looks like in real time where mm. I couldn't perform for anybody because there was nobody there. Yeah. So it's, if you're just performing, you have no reason to sing in that space because mm-hmm. yeah. nobody's listening. Yeah. Uh, so I had you to learn like bitter and frustrated, yeah, right. and entitled. Right. And so yeah. I learned really quick, like, okay, this is what it means. This is what it feels like to just pursue his presence. And by that, I mean, uh, just pleasing God and in the space where when you're singing to him and you please him uh, because you're you are loving on him, then he mm-hmm. his presence comes into the room and uh, it feels like peace. It feels like joy. Mm-hmm. It feels like wow. love. It feels like a yeah. uh, invisible blanket kind of comes down on your body. And, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I just got to pursue his presence in that yeah. space. And then what started to happen was God started giving me songs that were not worship songs they weren't corporate mm-hmm. worship songs yeah. and my whole life i just learned if you do music and you're a christian you do k love music <laughs> you do christian ccm music <laughs> or you lead worship or you're like the offering special mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying for some churches and yeah. right 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 and and that's what my context was for what to do with my gift And so I was leading worship, but the songs that he was giving me didn't fit into any of those boxes. And only thing I knew to do when I, when I was like, God, what do you want me to do with these songs? What I felt like he led me to do was to go and play at an open mic on my college campus. And so I went to this open mic and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sing this song. And you've still never had a lesson a day in your life. No, It's just YouTube university in your dorm room. Okay. And the Holy spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I'm singing this song and I'm, my eyes are closed because I'm scared out of my mind. Of course. You know, at this point, I've never sang in front of, I've only sang in front of Christians or God. like Or people falling asleep. Yes, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> That's my only context, you know? And so here I am singing in front of like a real crowd. You know, there's like people in this open mic. And they're your peers? Mic. Yes, right. Yeah. Please, yeah, that's a very important point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm like the, point, the starting point guard at the time of my, of my, in my school. And, you know, I'm like, this, this could be bad. Like this could be the school paper type of situation. Mm-hmm. This doesn't go well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I sing the song, my eyes are closed. And I personally, while I'm singing, I felt God's presence. Like I felt his peace. Mm-hmm. Um, on me. Like I felt like that blanket feeling that I was talking wow. like I knew he was in the room, uh, but I didn't know what was happening in the room because my eyes were closed. Yeah. And so, cause I was scared. And so uh, I finished the song and I opened my eyes and looked in the room and probably about half of the room weeping, oh. just little pockets of people just bawling. And I thought to myself, man, I must've been really bad. Like everybody's crying. Oh. <laughs> I must've been so bad, you know? And so I get off the stage 
And these girls walk up to me and they're weeping. There's chill bumps. They're like, we have chill bumps and there are things happening inside of us. Wow. What was that? Wow. And it dawned on me. It was like this epiphany moment. Yeah. They're experiencing the presence of God, but we're at a coffee shop mm. on a college campus, mm. not in a church. Yeah. And I didn't sing a worship song. Yeah. So somebody needs to explain some things to me because yeah. I didn't even know this was an option. Yeah. I didn't even know about yeah. this, you know? And so what I did was I took, uh, started taking a group of friends and we would go to every open mic we could find in the city. Okay. And our question was, man, if we just take the songs that God has given us and we just show up like in love with Jesus and loving people really well and uh, like, will he show up and meet people? Mm. Like, like, will he meet him the way that he meets us every yeah. day? Like, will he do that? Will he come with the peace the way he yeah. has given us peace? And yeah. every venue, everyone that we went in, he came and we started to see people get physically healed. And <gasps> um, God would tell us things that had been on his heart for people in the room. Wow. And so we'd be singing and uh, you see somebody in the room and we just, we, we would hear God's heart for them of like, wow. uh, their parents just got a divorce and they're brokenhearted right mm. now. And so we go up to them and say, hey, uh, God talks to us about people that he loves all the time. And yeah. he really loves you. And he told us that there's a divorce that just wow. happened in your family. And he wants you to know that he wants to comfort you like things like wow. that. And then they just... He feels so known. They didn't know that God knew them. Like yeah. That. But it's happening at a bar <laughs> or That's in a coffee awesome. shop. Yes. Places like that. And so, so that kind of started a journey for me, uh, both in the worship space as well as just as a singer songwriter. Mm. Uh, so I, I've been doing that for 10 years. That was 2010 that all of that started, and or I guess 11 years now. Um, and it's been a blast. It's been an incredible journey uh, just getting to. To, to get, I love getting to see God's heart for people. Mm. And I think uh, when you're in coffee shops and at bars and in festivals and things like that, there's so many beautiful people that you get to meet yeah. all the time. You yeah. know, like people that maybe I wouldn't get to see if I was just at my house all the time or with my circle of friends, but I'm just getting to meet the most beautiful people and you just get to love them. Mm. And then along the way, God started doing the thing through music that I felt called to all along. Wow. So then he started connecting me to the celebrities and the people in the industry. Okay. And so then now I'm getting to love the people who are just starting in the industry, the other singer songwriters that are just beginning. Wow. And there's a bridge through the music to people who have been in the industry for years Wow. that are the celebrities of our time that I'm just wow. getting to love on them. And and showed them that they are human and lovable and yeah. worth more than their gift. But and I didn't know, used. right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that God would use music to get me to them. Come I had on. my own thought yeah. of what he would use to That's take right. me there or how he wanted to take me to the people that yeah. were in my heart. And he was like, no, 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 let me yeah. do it. Like, yeah. I know the perfect pathway yeah. for this because I put it in you, you it's know? so good. So I think for a lot of you listening that a lot of times you'll have a vision and you have the long term, this is what I want to do. But I think it's so illustrated in your story that we have to surrender along yes. the way of how we're going to get yes, there. So that good. she thought it was going to look corporate. She thought it was going to look in a certain venue and opportunity setting. But then what she's watching is in the surrender, in the opening her hands and saying, God, I trust that you're good. I don't mm -hmm. understand everything. I don't necessarily like everything 
everything, but I'm choosing to say yes. And in that time, she's literally trading a heart that has a hole in it for a heart that's now filled with peace. Mm -hmm. And how many of you are looking for peace and we're looking for it in all the wrong ways. And I want to be very delicate in sharing the story because I cherish this, um, this family that I've been working with, but, um, there is a, there's a lot, it happens a lot, but one in particular that's on my heart that I just adore is a family who has gone through a lot of pain and depression and anxiety and just addiction and all kinds of trauma. And they've been looking at every source they've done the best that they know how, um, and even therapy, which obviously I am a big fan of therapy, but it couldn't touch something that was so deeply unconscious until they started to go where she leads music and the family has started to get a lot of breakthrough and unconscious trauma memories have come up, not because of great therapy, although there is a great therapist in the part of it, but that's not the reason I give full credit that this is not a great therapist, but this is somebody who's been in the presence of God. So I just feel like there's people who are listening that you've been looking for everything to try to get peace. You've been looking for everything to try to get answers, to try to feel like you have purpose or meaning or significance in your life, but it's the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, there's this shalom peace, which means nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing stolen. And you can just abide in that peace. And when you can say, God, I choose to trust that you're good, even though I don't understand what you're asking me to do. When you believe if he's good, then you can say, okay, I don't get it. I'm a little reluctant. I'm super freaked out. I'm going to go talk to some friends before I actually walk this thing out. That's crazy. But yet you're giving your yes and you're walking forward. And then you're seeing this weaving of everything coming back synergistically back to the original vision that you had to begin with. But there's this whole discovery that's happening in the middle mm -hmm. of when you're surrendering and releasing and laying down every false comforter or idol or anything you've picked up that was like your safety blanket in life. Then now you're like, Lord, you're really the one that I want more than anything. And then he gets to give you for seek first his kingdom his righteousness. And then everything gets piled back into you and you get that original vision that he planted to begin with. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. So if you were talking to somebody having coffee with them and they were struggling, because I just feel like a lot of it is having to believe that God's good yeah. because to mm -hmm. understand, mm -hmm. then I can still be in control. I can still be the God, Yeah. but to truly surrender and truly say, okay, I have this vision. This is a passion in my life, but I don't get it. You're asking me to lay this down and go a different direction, mm -hmm. which was my story as well. And probably everybody listening yeah. um, that there's this, this kind of normal process of having a vision and then having to lay it down and then pick something up when we don't understand it. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things you had to wrestle with in that surrender that maybe could encourage some people who are in that place? Yeah. Well, one of the things that comes to mind is that I think there was a point in my life regarding the, the passion that I had for celebrities, mm -hmm. um, where it actually became an idol in yeah. my life, um, where I was putting my identity in it in the sense of mm -hmm. it was like this is who I am this is what I'm going to do mm -hmm. <laughs> like I am this is everything this is going to be it you know and I think there's so many scriptures in the in the bible where God makes it just so clear uh his heart towards idols mm -hmm. that we put in our lives yeah um and the reality is I think the the part of the, the heart 
his heart towards idols is that he knows that they don't satisfy. Mm-hmm. He knows that if we put everything into them, that they're not alive. Yeah. Um, there's a scripture that talks about how uh, our idols, these, these idols, they don't have eyes. They cannot see. They don't have ears. They can't hear. Uh, and, and we're looking for them to engage with us and to satisfy us in a way that only God can. Yeah. And so his war against idols it's actually, it's righteous. It's, mm-hmm. it is, it's, Protective. yes, it's, it's like a good dad. Of like, mm-hmm. this isn't going to satisfy you. Yeah. Like I know what, what will, and it's, it's me. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can satisfy everything there. And yeah. so when he finds those idols in our life, when we're saying yes to him, he has such a beautiful way of uh, taking them out of our hands, mm. disarming us mm. <laughs> of our idols, you know? Yeah. And uh, anyway, and so I just, I, I, I saw n- hindsight is 2020. Right. And so now when I look back, I think I was, I was too, I was wrapped in it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God was, was faithful and merciful, kind to, usher me away from something that I put my identity in yeah. uh, so that he could purify my perspective in the way I relate to it. Yeah. And so by the time it came back around, my perspective and my posture towards it had been purified. Mm-hmm. I had a different, I had a different heart, a different type of heart for the celebrities that were there and a different mm-hmm. type of passion yeah. of what God wanted to do with them. But like, if I had, if it had worked out the way that I thought, I would been I would have been crushed anytime it didn't look exactly the way I looked because I was putting everything into it. Does that so make maybe sense? Maybe that's a good litmus test for us mm. because it's not like I have a gold statue of right. celebrities or art or whatever your thing is, right? Many times we don't even know that we have an idol. And I'm grateful that you shared about yours because guys, I have had the most unattractive journey. I can't believe God has hung in there with me. I mean, so many idols, like really bad. Everyone. I mean, all of us though, right? <laughs> like we're always like, oh, there's another one. Oh, selfish motives, posturing myself. I mean, just all the things Mm -hmm. so unattractive. And yet the Lord has been so gracious. So kind. So kind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which then reminds me he is good. Mm-hmm. And when he sees your stuff, he's seen it the whole time. He's just bringing it to your attention when you can handle it so that you're not like, oh my gosh, everything at once would be really overwhelming. So if you'll trust him in the surrender and you'll trust him in the process and let those idols surface, because many times, again, we don't know it's an idol. It may even be a good thing, yeah. like wanting to serve a community or a people group or go international and serve the least of these. You may have something really noble in your heart. But if there's a lot of frustration and doors aren't opening and things, there's just like a lot of resistance. Sometimes there could be a warfare dynamic, but many times in my life, I found the warfare is only there because I have an idol and that's what's fueling the legal territory of that fight. And so when I deal with me and I surrender and I repent and I close those doors and I say, actually, at the end of the day, Lord, I want you more than I want the gift or the dream or the vision or the people group or whatever I'm called to do. When that happens, it's like, the warfare just stops mm-hmm. and there's now a grace and an ease to go in that direction. What's been your experience? Um, I mean, as far as idols go, I, I think, like you said, I think in there's several seasons of life where I've found mm-hmm. <laughs> the idols and it, and, yeah. and a lot of, like you said, that it's his kindness that he allows these idols to be revealed. 
But the Bible says that it's his kindness that actually leads us to repentance. Yes. And so it's beautiful when, when in his kindness, we're able to see them. Yeah. Um, when I see the idols that come up, it leads me to, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. how did that get there? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. How do we fix this? You know, like, yeah. how do we put this in the right place yeah. where it actually belongs, which yeah. is second to you yeah. and second to whatever you're saying, whatever you're doing, or third yeah. or fourth or fifth or wherever it needs to go, but not number one. For right, sure, right. You know? um, and so I think just that kindness leading us to repentance and uh, being quick to repent whenever he reveals those things to us. Um, uh, basketball was an idol in my life at, at one time. Sure. That was what I, that was, I played basketball from like the age of five through college. And, right. um, there's a point in like middle school, high school, where it was mm-hmm. like becoming my identity and yeah. he showed me. And so I backed away mm-hmm. from that and mm-hmm. I didn't quit my team, but I had to like, I had to properly prioritize mm-hmm. it, put it in its right place. And then, you know, and so I, I think, I'd, obviously, I think the closer we get to the Lord, the closer we get in relationship to God, um, it doesn't mean that our humanity uh, stops, but like, it's like, when, yeah, but when we get closer to him, we see things quicker. Yeah. You know, it comes up yeah. faster because we're closer to to the flame of love that yeah. he is, you know, yeah. so things come to the surface fast. And uh, I think I'm thankful for the grace that he's given me, his empowerment, um, the ability, the supernatural mm. ability to be able to repent quickly mm-hmm. whenever he does reveal the idols that come up. Yeah. And I'm working with a community of creatives. And so it's amazing how much this conversation comes up. And I mean, it was brilliant what you just said about the legal rights whenever we kind of come into agreement with, I don't remember the exact way you said mm-hmm. it, but like so many times we call things warfare mm. and it's actually things that like, we gave it permission yep. to be there, yep. you know, like, like that's so powerful and so true. Uh-huh. Uh, or sometimes we call it warfare and God's like, no, I'm just building character in yeah. you. Like, yeah. uh, this is a hard, but like, it's producing something, perseverance yeah. and character. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think in working with creatives, because you're dealing with people who have these beautiful gifts mm-hmm. that will serve the world, mm-hmm. it's so easy for those gifts to become idols yeah. quick. Yep. And so we're, this conversation happens a lot in our community and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's, it's awesome. It's so needed. Yeah. And it just brings such a peace and a calm to your life that when you have that resistance, again, that might be the Lord's protection. Because mm. if you continue to walk in a direction with idols in your life, your gift is now open as well as your life and your relationships to attack. Mm. And so as a good father, sometimes he'll allow resistance to get your attention so that instead of just being offended at the person who doesn't promote you or the person who doesn't hire you or the fact that 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 deal fell through and they didn't honor their contract and blah, 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 and stay in offense. Maybe you can just come back to the Lord and say, I have a question. Oh my goodness. That, that was massive for me in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a couple of moments where God kind of took me back in hindsight. And I started remembering all these doors that closed that I thought were supposed to be open. Mm -hmm. And and he just started reminding me of these moments. And honestly, it brought up, like, I realized that there was some offense that I had, mm-hmm. that I hadn't dealt with. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of mad <laughs> yeah. about that door that yeah. was closed. And I thought that, you know, and it, it brought up all this stuff. Yeah. And I just had a surgery. And so I was on bed rest recovering. And so it was like me and the Lord talking uh-huh. about uh-huh. this, you know. Yeah. And, and it was beautiful because, like you said, I 
through a process with him was able to see like, oh, that was your kindness. You closed that door. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be open, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and the, the word says that he, that he closes doors that no man can open. Yeah. And that he opens doors that no man can close. Come on. And so there's things that we're trying to open. And yep. he's like, no, nah, that's not, we're yeah. not doing it. It's yeah. closed, you know? Because your heart posture is still probably in the wrong direction. Yes. Or a million other variables that we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the last thing that's on my heart to share is, you know, many centuries ago, people used to worship an actual God and his name was Moloch. And so a part of that worship ceremony was to sacrifice their children to that God, to appease the God. So they would get their crops and they would get blessed and fertility and all the things that they were wanting from that God. Now it's interesting in our generation that I don't think a lot of us, maybe there's some people out there that have a literal God that they're going and worshiping in that kind of a capacity. But I will tell you that everything that takes up time and space and occupies heart space is something you're worshiping. Mm -hmm. All of us worship a God, Mm -hmm. whether it's ourself, whether it's success, whether it's fame or money or pleasure or just staying under the radar and never having conflict or people pleasing and just keeping everybody at peace, um, whatever your God is, all of us have them. And in the old days, it was really easy to see the cost that they were paying to worship Moloch, to worship their God in order to lay down their own children's lives, something that would be so close to your heart as a parent, because there's a cost to trying to get something from that God. Now, today, I want you to hear this in our cultural context. As a psychologist, I work with a lot of creatives. I work with a lot of business people. I work with everybody from every walk of life. And there is a God that many of us are laying down time with our family, Mm. time with our children, time with uh, sleep, um, laying down our finances for that addiction or that thing that we've been pursuing or those dating apps and everything that you're just consumed with or the stock market, whatever you've been laying something down, there's a cost. It may not be something that there's an altar and a gold statue, but there's a cost. And I just want to, in love for myself as well as anyone else out there, just give us a minute to think through what am I loving and laying down treasured things that I don't realize I'm doing in order to get this God of people's approval, money, success, fame, gifts, recognition, whatever that might be. We have it today. It just is dressed up a little bit different in our Western world of this generation. Mm. And so in saying that, no condemnation, no shame. This is me as much as anybody else. I've learned this the very hard way, but here's the coolest thing. The moment that I repent, I would, I used to think, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. I'm going to have to pray and fast and contend. It's going to be so terrible. And then a moment I released it and I surrendered it and I'm like, oh Lord, I picked up that idol again, whether it was uh, work or money or relationships or um, beauty or people caring about me or whatever that might be. When I repent of it, he literally just takes it. And then now he gives you something in exchange. So you don't serve a God in Jesus who is saying, you know, you have to give me all these things. The reality is when he died on the cross for you and for me, he paid. Mm -hmm. 
It's the complete inverse of every other religion. So when people try to compare gods and religions, in reality, Jesus did the complete opposite. He switched everything that instead of you having to constantly appease the God and give the fruit and the vegetables and the wheat and your children and all these things, he's saying, hey, if you'll receive my sacrifice that I've laid down my life for you, I love you. I choose you. And the moment you pick up another God, the moment you accidentally pick that up and it just becomes too much of a fascination of your heart, I am right here to just upgrade you. You exchange, you give it to me, and I will give you something better in exchange. And that's why for me, because I mean, I went through researching all the religions and trying to figure out if there's a God, let's start there. And if there's one, do I even want to worship that one? And is there only one or is there multiple ways? You know, there's a lot of questions I had to ask. I was in LA acting major, going very secular in the world. And so I'm saying, you know, I grew up with this whole Jesus thing. I'm not really sure about all this. I'm not sure that I could have grown up in any other home and I would have had those belief systems, right? Like, how do I know this is real? But in that process, I discovered that Jesus is the only God. He's the only friend that said, I will sacrifice myself so that you can be free. I will give you an upgrade. I will exchange that which you have laid down and surrendered. So at the beginning, we're asking Jasmine, okay, you're having to let go of control and understanding and go a direction that's totally foreign, step out in this, now start doing music in front of people, laying down the basketball and the corporate America and go this totally different way that was off of your radar. And at the end of the story, we can see God's goodness. We can see kindness. We can see love. We can see so many sweet virtues of how he has pursued her heart as an individual and not just a performing monkey who needs to give and constantly be the one who's giving versus receiving constantly from a God who loves you. I wasn't expecting to say all of this, but I just felt like in our generation, we are worshiping something. You and I are worshiping something. And if we just quickly, like she's saying, it just comes up quickly and you're like, oh, I made marriage an idol again. Even if you're supposed to be married and that's a great thing, you just don't want that to be your first love. Oh, money, career, ministry. I repent. I just click quickly repent, turn my heart and my affection back to the presence of God. And then what happens, Jasmine, when people come in the presence of God? What have you seen? I mean, your life everything changes you yeah. know in his presence um there's uh chains that fall off of us the addictions the yeah. uh fear i mean i i literally when you asked me that question just now my brain went whoa because there's so many things <laughs> that happens my life has been changed forever yeah. in his presence and honestly there's a in him in his presence, when we are worshiping, when we're with him, there is a grace, there is an, a supernatural empowerment yeah. to say yes, to put him back in place as number one. Mm -hmm. When you experience him and his peace, you are reminded that he should be number one yeah. in all things. Like yeah. it's easy to remember that in his presence. Um, something that we say a lot in our community is that uh, when you're in his presence, we always like, well, where did the fear go? Where did the anxiety go? Like, yeah. where did the depression go? Yeah. And it's, it's real. Like yeah. when you're with him, all of a sudden, the things that you were so stressed out about and you were thinking about an hour before, they're not there. Yeah. Why? 
because he is peace, because he is love, because Mm -hmm. everything that we need is actually found in him. And so then it should become our obsession. How do we stay in his presence Mm -hmm. at all times? What does Mm -hmm. that look like? Mm -hmm. How do we, what kind of life do I live? What kind of yes do I give? How do I find out what pleases him? It was my life in such a way that I can just stay in this. Yeah all the time every day yes. and every meeting so and every rejuvenating. yeah it's fantastic yes and i haven't done drugs full disclosure but from what i've described or had described people have said um it is so much better than drugs mm-hmm. like a lot of people are looking for that high for that peace for that something that can just settle their nerves you know a lot mm-hmm. of people in this generation have pain pill addiction mm-hmm. wouldn't it be so cool if we just say hey god i'm going to give you these pills or this whatever and i'm going to exchange take your presence that just brings peace and it's better than getting high yes. and then you'll have moments where you come out of his presence and you'll feel all that yuck again mm-hmm. and so then it's just to, oh, a litmus test. Oh, that means I need to repent of something. Just come back in his presence, turn my heart back to him as being number one. And there's now this fluid movement of staying progressively closer and closer to the one who is the lover of your soul, who wants nothing from you, but is constantly pursuing you with his goodness every day. So creatives out there, we honor you. We applaud you. Pre-creatives, Oh, I see. We want to uh, we want to honor you. You may be out there going, "Oh Lord, people turn up the radio when I start singing like it's it's not the Lord's will that this voice is ever used." Um, that would be my category. Um, so, not a musical bone in my body, but I've also bought a guitar. So, if 20 years from now you ever hear Shannon playing a guitar, you know it is literally parting the Red Sea, miracle, extravagant, something has really Moses burning bush you know we're talking about that level <laughs> so any pre-musicians out there pre-artisans we also honor you and we are excited to hear from you so give us comments subscribe let us know if there's any topics in particular that you want us to share on and would you share this so that we can reach more people and invest into more lives we love you guys bye Hey friends, thanks for listening. We would love for you to get plugged in with the Unlock You community. So follow the links below and stay up to date with upcoming content, events, and groups. We are here to invest in you and tailor episodes around your interests. Post comments, and hey, if there are any specific topics you'd like to hear about, let us know so we can strategically build content that is meaningful to you. And will you share this podcast so we can invest into more amazing people? Be sure to hit subscribe so we can see you for the next episode.